Look at that. We're back. It feels like we've been gone for like a freaking year. We've only been gone for a week. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Geeks and Company and another episode of the Geek Boutique Podcast. Got a special guest this week with us, Stephanie Lalonde, a.k.a. Red Moon Last Works. How are you, Stephanie? I'm great. Good to see you guys. Thank How happy is it making you that her last name's French? I'm just, I'm just throwing it out we're gonna, there. We're gonna talk about that. Don't worry. Listening we're gonna talk to about you, that. Like that's the third time you've given her whole yes, name, and yes, you've, yes, you've yes. more Frenched it every time you said it. Fanny Lalonde. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Oh, c'est moi. There you go. Oh gosh. You know what? I'm just gonna be in the back room. You guys just go ahead and do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... Of course, you can hear him. My co-host Aka. Messiah hey. Complex Cosplay, how you doing, buddy? It'd be hard to miss me. I, I'm doing well. Uh, for those of that are only joining us here on YouTube, we apologize, guys. Yes, last week we had it scheduled. Some of you were actually in the chat going, "Where podcast?" Uh, we we did we did cancel it sort of last minute. Uh, we're not going to get into all the where's and hows and whys, but regardless, we're here back this week. Everything's totally cool. There's nothing wrong with the podcast. We're still going to be here every week. And this week, as JS mentioned. We're talking to Stephanie. I'm not going to try to mangle her last name because I can't Frenchify it the way he's done. Uh, Stephanie, uh, Red Moon Glassworks, so she's a cosplayer. She is a vendor at these cons. We're going to get into all of that. But first, JS, mm -hmm. there's been a shit ton of news in the geek world that mm -hmm. we need to cover some of. First and foremost, finally. Well, I think I think the, the, the first thing we need to cover is, guys... You haven't clicked that goddamn subscribe button. What are you fucking <laughs> waiting for? Click the subscribe button. Oh, and click that like button too while you're uh, at it. It's totally free. And it really helps like out. I don't feel like that's new news. What's the new news, JS? Strike's over. The fucking strike is well, over. Both strikes over. are over. It's, it's Christ. I don't think the CBA has been ratified yet. <laughs> uh, but my understanding is there is an agreement in place. Both sides have tentatively agreed. People are going back to work. The SAG after strike, as well as the writer strike, are now over. But there's a lot of concerns going around about that because apparently they signed their AI rights away now. I haven't seen that. I haven't yeah. seen any details on the new contract, so that I don't yeah. know. So I haven't seen any of the details either. This is the person that was commenting on this was was somebody involved in the negotiate. Well, maybe not the negotiations, but. Somebody that's part of the union that was privy to some of this information. Um, and it sounds like there are some AI rights being signed away that a lot of people may not be happy with. Um, so we'll have to see if if this really is the end of the strike or if this is all going to get kiboshed. But for now, people are back at work. They are. We're going to get new shows again. Well, in like a year now, but you know. We're getting yeah, get we talked shows about that again. before too. We mentioned that before. So, guys, prepare. There's going to be a dearth of of completed projects on streaming and in theaters, very likely, especially for the first half of 2024, because all of those productions would have been hitting streaming and theaters then that have been out for the past hundred plus days between the two strikes. So, get ready, and you're probably going to see what's already kind of happened a little bit is you're going to see some stuff that was earmarked for a theatrical get shifted over to streaming because there's a much yeah. smaller window to do that. Uh, you may see some of that as well. Stuff that was sort of maybe smaller, smaller, non-superhero budgeted projects, non-spectacle movie budgeted projects you may see going over to streaming instead. But anywho, Stephanie, where are you on this whole SAG-AFTRA thing? 
It was all over all of our feeds forever. A lot of people that maybe people even that didn't even really have any skin in the game felt like they had skin in the game because they were telling cosplayers what they couldn't couldn't cosplay and blah blah blah. Even though nobody were actual union members and such. Where where did you fall on this whole strike thing? Honestly, I'm just relieved. I've got a lot of friends who are in the industry who have been out of work for so long, and uh, I know that they're just thrilled to just go back. Um, I do know that there are there are a lot of different areas about what cosplay is for um, for promotional purposes because I know there are people going well if you're doing um, if you're cosplaying struck content um, and you're being invited to places maybe uh, by the company for free but getting also like the free tickets to go in that's advertising for them if you're putting it up on that's free advertising for the company and that's some people see like that's not kosher but it's um it's interesting because most people are like cosplayers for the most part unless they're in the industry itself are not union and well, uh, that's the key right yeah so it's i'm of two minds about it like i get it because i mean i'm i'm a teacher i union and uh and i understand the importance of being part of the union and staying with that and just how much of the responsibility lies on the individual to um, go with the union that they are not part of or have any intention of being. If you have an intention of being in the union, if you're a writer or if you're an actor or in working in film or television in any way, maybe that's not the best idea because I do know that the industry has a very long memory. Um, so that might be a thing you have to think about, but if you're not, it's a little bit. Yeah. I feel like impactfully, like the vast majority of people that we, that we feature on the podcast have at the booth stuff. Like none of us are, are hundreds of thousands of followers. None of us are professionally paid cosplayers. Like none of us are doing this for a living. So I feel like you've got 500 followers and you're going to three cons a year and someone's telling you, you can't dress up as this or that. That seems incredibly silly to me um i i understand there's different levels and different layers of, of how that could possibly affect your work but let's be fair like i want to go to fan expo is my favorite this character and you know what who is your favorite goddamn character like you're not you're not a big time mm -hmm. professional cosplayer i'm not mall cosplay right i'm just this idiot i'm just messiah complex cosplay 14 people are going to see me at this con i think i'm going to be okay i like you though yeah. i'm relieved that it's over i also have friends in the industry in the business especially on the acting side. We've had some on the podcast as far. We've had people in the industry on the podcast a couple of times now. So I'm just relieved that it's over and they can get back to work. And it seems like some of them are getting like right back to work. Like one of our favorite shows, Strange New Worlds, is right back to work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the productions were able to at least keep up on ancillary things that didn't involve writers and actors. So production value-wise, some things were able to kind of keep like to a, a point where they could jump right back in. Mm -hmm. Not everything could, but some could. So... At least we have that. JS, where are you are on, on all this? What's your opinion on it? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much where you're at. Um, I'm I'm glad it's over. Uh I I, I hope the actors are, are gonna get what they want or, or at least what they deserve. Um I think we had this discussion a couple weeks ago when we were talking about this that only the top few percent, like maybe one or two percent of the actors make millions of dollars a year 
the rest are all people that live paycheck to paycheck trying yeah, to find gigs here and there. And, yeah, and yeah. you know, uh, so I, I really, really hope that these people aren't getting screwed with this new CBA and that they're getting what they deserve. That I think is, is the important part. Um, I'm willing to rewatch Ghostbusters Afterlife 14 times. You know what I mean? I don't need Frozen Empire right away. I can rewatch that movie 14 times if it means I have to wait for them to get the deal that they deserve. Like, do you know what I mean? Sure, of course. So, you know, I'm not starved for content in that sense. Flip side is, is there's a lot of people, like you say, people that we know that are out of fucking work because of this, right? Like, you know, people want to make a living and, and they should be allowed to make a living, right? Like, just, you know, you really have to make $56 billion a year. Like, you know, how about you give a couple millions of those away? You know? No, I like, just, yeah. just, you know, and, and maybe people will be actually happy to work for you. Like, I don't understand the concept sometimes. That's why I'm not a businessman, I suppose. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was that Kevin Bacon interview that really kind of woke me up to it. Kevin Bacon was like, yeah, this isn't for me. I don't I don't need that. I'm I'm good. But mm -hmm. the majority of actors and actresses out there are living hand to mouth. And that's what this is for. That's why I'm on the picket line. I'm not on the picket yeah. line for me. I don't need the money. They need the money but I am of a very, very small class of actors, working actors that don't need the money. So that was cool of him to say. He didn't have to get out there and say that. So that's that's great. And uh, yeah, I'm just, fuck, man, am I ever glad it's over because no slight to any of our friends, but yeah, having it just constantly in my feed of people just berating other people for whatever it was they were or were not doing. And it's like, oh, let's just stop policing everybody. Guys. Yeah, that that got a little extra. Yeah. Um, Like, stop telling people what to do. <laughs> or what not to do or right like, like who guys, the fuck you to start telling just, people what they can and can't yeah, do let's 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 all uh just, yeah let's, we're all just having fun let's just all and a and bit. I, i'm also with you with the whole co cosplay community about cosplay whoever you want to freaking cosplay yeah right like i understand in, in where that. where we're at the level we're at there's there's no point in browsing yeah about what you're going to cosplay personally like, i feel i like, i, I understand all these cosplayers being invited to these premieres and 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 they're not being paid to be there sure they go they get to go see the movie for free and it's free publicity for the movie but to me that's a good exchange right i get some exposure out of it and i you get i get to promote your movie and and you know um it is what it is the bigger issue I have is studios then turning around and wanting to sue fucking makers for making these cosplays that they then want to come to their premieres, right? Yeah. That's a big issue. Yeah. It's yeah. a big issue in the industry right now, and studios should be ashamed of themselves for doing what they're doing because it's absolutely bonkers to me the amount of makers that are being shut down right now on Etsy and all these different sites. Like, come on, guys what's going on here? Like they're making these things because they have a passion for your franchises and you're shitting all over them. They want you to make it for you to you, for you to wear, to promote their thing. What they don't want you to do is you to make it for her and her and you profit off of that. And then she goes yeah. out and wears it to promote their thing. Right. Yeah. So I agree with you. It's fucking terrible. Like that line is silly to me, but they're super protect. Disney's the worst, super protective of their IP. God, yeah. Right, so and, and, yeah. and I could and I could completely appreciate that, and, and there's something. Yeah, to by the way, about. dude, it's not just makers. If oh, you guys know. all know the tale of Niagara Spider-Man, yeah, he got slapped with a cease and desist for doing like birthday parties and events and shit as Spider-Man. Disney Disney's lawyers got in touch with him, and they're like, "You're not doing this anymore. You cannot make a thin dime in this." 
all of the 501st Rebel Legions guys cannot make a single dot. They can't even be at an event. Like they can't even get freebies at events because of their agreements with Lucas. So as long as there's no money changing hands, you might be okay. But as soon as there's money involved, mm, we want that money. You don't get that money. That's our money. Why do you get that money? Well, maybe yeah. if you guys put out some really cool costumes for us to wear. Uh, see, Nate, Nate, Nate agrees with me. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That's bread yeah. butter. Fucking right. Yep. Um, anyway, we can't talk about talk about the strength of the whole show, guys, because <laughs> uh, that's all. I mean, we could, I'm sure, talk we about could, it for I'm an sure hour. We could. Um, I think everybody knows by now that me and Jeff are massive Trekkies. Uh, I didn't what? know, but apparently, Stephanie's a Trekkie too. Although oh, yeah. you haven't finished, have you started watching the last season of your lower decks, or have you just not finished? Yeah, it yet? I, I just haven't finished it yet, so I, uh, I have started it. It's been god, it's been really good, so really excited for that. It was so good. I I I'm saying it. If you're a Trekkie and you're not watching Lower Decks, you are missing out. It is the nerdiest, most Easter egg filled love letter to Star Trek that I've ever seen. Uh, it's so fucking good. This last season, it was amazing. Like I think it was the best one so far. Yeah, it I was work so good. I work in uh, I, I I I drive forklift and I work in a in a in like a warehouse. So I work with like roughnecks. Like I work with like dirty dudes that are just they're not nerds, they're not geeks, they're not nothing. And one of them, can, but they know I am. And one of them came up to me literally two days ago. He's like, "Yeah, my son and I just started watching this this lower decks thing, this animated series. This is fucking great. I'm loving every second. I haven't. He's never watched a si him and his son have never watched a single Star Trek of any kind, and oh, really? they're still loving the show. Oh, I'm nice. like." Boy, I'm like, stick around because it just keeps getting better and better and better as you go. Yeah. So yeah. it's whatever it is, man, it's working. And JM in the chat, live action crossover was wild. I loved it so much. Those old it was scientists. so much fun. Yeah. I will Those consider that a lower decks episode because the great uh, absolutely. Um when Jonathan Frakes did like an interview about because he directed that episode. So he was doing an interview about, you know, when they were getting ready to shoot and then when they were finalizing the script and and what they specifically wanted to do was a Lower Decks episode in live action. That's what they were setting out to do. So I'm going to consider that episode part of Lower Decks season four. <laughs> That's it. And it's yeah, not, it's it not was Strange awesome. Worlds, guys. It's definitely. No, no yeah. it's an episode of Lower Decks. And it was what they have to do now awesome. is they have to do the inverse, right? They have to bring yes. at least two or three. Ideally, it would be Spock and, and Pike over to Lower Decks. That'd be genius. Yes. That'd I be agree. great. I mean, we did get kind of a brief glimpse of that at the end of that particular episode where they were mm. all animated, which is very yeah. cool. Although, I don't know why they have my boy Pike's hair normal. I don't know why they didn't have it like a foot hot. Like it makes yeah, no sense. Yeah, I didn't sense get that. Why it wasn't like, hair. Like, like Johnny Bravo, like, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Should have Johnny Bravo his hair. They did not. Yes, another one joins the Trek nerds. Yeah, so there will be a season five. We know yeah. that. We don't know if there's going to be anything beyond that. Not yet. I know they talked to Mike McMahon, the guy that's created and runs the show, and said they have laid out plans, tentative sort of story ideas for it they could go 10 seasons he said in his wildest dreams they would get to go 10 usually oh. star trek bottoms out right around seven seasons important to go out on top i don't know if that's going to happen or not but guys too understand discovery is coming to an end next season of discovery is the last of discovery mm -hmm. so we know we're getting at least one more season of lower decks and we know we're getting at least one more season of 
Discovery. Uh, it, well, we, but that's the last season, and then um, Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. But after that, I mean, we don't know after that. Uh, there's apparently the a um, a like a TV special style movie in the works. Um, what, I'm sorry, what's this? What's what's this? What's this? I'm What's this? Uh, you yeah. of class to Anson Mount. Yeah. So it was Calgary Expo. Um, I wasn't at that show. Um, Josh, who is the other half of the team, he was out there because it was it's during school time, so I can't head yeah, out there. Um, and he looked up, and there was Anson Mountain just like looking at our stuff, and he goes, "I, I need that flask." And Josh was like, "Well, is it the red to the gold?" And he said, "Well, it's got to be the gold." The gold, so, of obviously. Course. And I heard tell from a friend who. Uh, may or may not have worked on the show that he has been seen somewhere on set well and what flask specifically did he get it was the gold uh starfleet um insignia delta yeah insignia. awesome super so, super sweet yeah in case you guys don't know that's stephanie and josh josh you said right i'm assuming that's jm yeah, yeah. Frey and, the, and that's it so this is that, what that actually is my best guys. friend uh jm jm fry is my best friend but I she's just Here's part. She's awesome. So this is what we're talking about. So this is from Stephanie here at Red Moon Glassworks. So this is The Witcher. This is a flask that I, it's full of booze right now, as a matter of fact. So hey. yeah, obviously we'll just take a little bit. of. We're a actually going to talk about Swigaroo Stephanie's there. business in, in, in a little bit here. Salute. Uh, there you mm -hmm. go. Salute, buddy. There you go. Cheers. I'll join Cheers. you. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, but we are getting to a point where the current, the current batch of Trek is, is not... We don't know how much more Trek we're going to get. We would assume that the success of the TV shows means we're going to get more Trek. They're still trying to fuck around with the movie thing and trying to figure out what they're going to do there. I don't know. Well, if they're apparently I'm working very on a worried TV about Starfleet Academy. Style. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought that was canceled. No, apparently that's still in development as well. But I, I'm mm. I'm hoping because I did try to watch Gen V, which is like essentially like the the CW mm. version of the boys. And I got 24 minutes in the first episode, and I was like, nope. So I'm worried that Starfleet Academy is going to have like a similar vibe. It's going to be geared toward yeah. a much younger, not kid audience, but sort of like that Gen Z alpha millennial style audience, which I, by the way, guys, I'm not shitting on it. It's just not for me. That's that's all it is. I'm sure it's good. I know mm -hmm. people liked it. It's just not my jam. It doesn't, nothing I can relate to. So. And then, of course, the the Section Thirty One TV movie that Michelle Yeoh is mm -hmm. part of, right? But mm -hmm. other than that, it. man, that's it. Uh, we still don't know if if Stranger Worlds going to get another season. We don't know if if uh, Lower Decks is going to get another season. I really hope so. Yeah, me too. Because that uh, four season was a banger. It really was. It really was. Yeah, Steph, you got to get on. Uh, oh, you're busy, but you got to get on that as soon as you can because it's. Skills yeah. says, I haven't brought myself to finish Star Trek Picard season two, season one wrecked me. Yeah, I mean, season two is 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 okay. There's some really good parts of season two. The Q stuff is amazing. Too much filler in, in, in such a short season. That was my real issue with season two of Picard. Season three oh. is probably it's my true. favorite season of Star Trek ever. Chef's goddamn kiss. Yeah, as much as I'm a Deep Space Nine guy, that was... It was brilliant. Yeah. 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 As yeah. hard as Patrick Stewart fought against doing that, he finally relented and they finally had the reunion season they should have had right from the jump. Yeah. Imagine if that was season one, how popular this show would be. That's crazy. It'd still be on. 
It would still be on for sure. Yeah, because he's he has said that he would be up for doing more. Well, I and and, and I would be okay with it, but don't like, you've already said Picard season three was the final season. Yeah, yeah, it has so to be make something, it something else. else yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and it should be whatever they were going to call it, right? Like the Titan show, legacy or whatever, legacy yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. have him in a, like a like a like yeah. a Bruce Wayne and Batman role. Beyond yeah. mode, right? Like he's like not the main, but he's there, but he's overseeing yeah. that type of thing. So, and then you can have different cameos <laughs> from you know the other series yeah. show up here and there, and yeah. you know oh, exactly. Uh, um yeah let's let's transition over we have to yes. talk about loki yes uh, do we? because that we do <clears throat> really we do so here's the, the weird part about this is so lately because we're going to talk about the marvels too guys so lately it seems like especially with the marvel stuff it's it's it it's uh, the loki stuff that i've been seeing this is purely anecdotal has been all tens and zeros Either it's like us, where we're just like, oh, this was brutal, or like, this is the greatest season of TV I've ever seen. Like, I haven't seen a lot of like middling reviews of it. Everything either seems to be like, this was fucking great, or this was dreck. So clearly, it seems like we're all of the same opinion. That why did I waste six hours of my life watching that? Am I getting yeah. that vibe from you guys? Yeah, or? I, yeah, I was kind of on the fence a little bit. Okay, so I haven't actually finished it, but I'm oh. in like the fourth episode. That's okay. I'm, I live on the internet. I know exactly what happens. Okay. Um, so, but uh, I don't know. See, I'm enjoying it. I'm watching, there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of inconsistency mm -hmm. uh, between storyline characters and things like that. I don't, it feels like some characters should have had more to do besides just react to the thing that is in front of them at that point in time. Um, like there was no, uh, the side characters it was just like, oh no, we have this. Let's go do the thing. There's there wasn't a lot of character development. It was just very much on the page. Um, that said, love Tom Hiddleston's portrayal. His he has in, this amazing emotional range that he can tap into, and I feel like it was just it was inconsistent with characters. So, but. Seeing, I know what happens. I just want to see how it uh, actually plays out. But uh, yeah, it did seem very much like, like just a set of instructions, right? Where it was just yeah. like this show, we're going to try to accomplish this, and then we're going to try to accomplish this, and then we're going to try to accomplish this, and then there'll be obstacles in our way that we'll have to overcome, and then we have to stop. Which I guess is like sort of the plot for most of these types of shows. But yeah, you're right. It's it's almost like. And I don't want to get into the whole like multiverse thing because A is being beat to death and B, it doesn't none of it seems to follow its own rules from show to show and movie to movie and everything else. But uh, I, man, like nothing's it, it just seemed like a really overcomplicated thing. And at the end of the day, by the by the time it was all said and done, I was like, what did we really accomplish here? Like what really just happened for 12 episodes of my life? Did really anything actually change other than aesthetically like there's still a multiversal thing happening in different movies and TV shows. We're still getting the, the next season of what if the trailer just dropped for that. That's still doing a bunch of multiverse shit. Clearly there's going to be more multiverse stuff in the Kangs. Like there's not like we'd already introduced the concept of the multiverse. And then we just had 12 episodes that was trying to explain how that works. And none of the rules in that applied to any of the rules on the other things. So it's just, what did, what did we do? We turned yeah. a, a branch into a tree and we, and no. we cut it off and then we regrew it and then we cut it off again. Yeah. I, and then we regrew like, it again. Yeah. 
Like, it's like, yeah. okay, well, what the fuck is going on here? And that was mm. my main issue with this show is, is from one episode to the next, especially in the early episodes, nothing made sense. Like, they were going from one extreme to the next. And Now, I want to say this. The acting in season two of Loki was amazing. Um, OB was fantastic. Tom Hiddleston was fantastic. I mean, they were all good. I'm not going to lie. The acting was great. The show visually looked great. I just yeah. it didn't make any sense. It's no. it's just seems so such it's a giant all waste of time. Pointless, right? Yeah. You just end back up where you started, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. it was like, okay, so there was no point to this. Like, can this anybody tell me the point of Victor Timely? Can anybody please tell me the point of Victor Timely? Because at the end of the day, well, he created that character. No, TBA. but he didn't, though. That's he at did. the end of the day. But he didn't because in the final timeline version, the book never ends up in his room when he's a child. So he never actually uh, becomes anything. Well, you know, who, well, there you go. Who knows? That's what I mean. Like everything that happened, uh, it seemed like at the end of the day, none of it mattered on any yeah. level. Like everything just kind of stayed the same. And this was just like a masturbatory six hour thing that. We know you love Tom Hiddleston. We know you love Key. We're going to give you them too as much as you can handle. Oh, and some Owen Wilson thrown in as well. Yeah, that's that. I mean, what if, yeah, but, but, um, that's the thing with time travel shows is that things get weird and then you start to try and close the loops and they, some of them just don't close and they should, but they don't. It's, uh, time travel. Yeah, but it's not just time travel. It's also multiversal. And they don't seem to really yeah. play by really good rules between those two things. Or at mm. least they don't take enough time, even though the show had way too much exposition as it was. They don't spend enough time telling you the difference between those two things. Because clearly they're two different things. But they don't differentiate them enough. Yeah, timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. Yeah, side-eyes yeah. Doctor Who. No, no, no. Fair. But... Uh, I don't know, man. I don't. We we could we could shit on Loki or t sorry, we could talk about Loki in a very calm and respectful manner all night long. At the end of the day, it's done. What impact will it have on the greater MCU? Because there is other news regarding. By the way, I don't know if you guys have seen that article or not. Yeah, but they're moving away from him. They may move away from Jonathan Majors depending yeah. on how his trial is going to go. He's involved in a domestic abuse case. I feel like this was a way to leave themselves an out. It the way seems, that this plays yeah. out, we never hear from Kang again. Oh, well, you know, his storyline was done, right? Uh, if yeah. we never he like, you know, I don't know. I feel like it was a way to end it if it needs to end. That's, I feel like, what the purpose of Loki was. Fair. Now, to be said, all of this, the entire show had been written and at least shot before the legal troubles of Jonathan Majors. Was it, up. though? Yes. According to the every article I've read, it was all already at least. I don't know if post was done. I'm assuming it wasn't, but at least it was written and shot in that time frame. So yeah. Um, regardless, I, I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to a lot's going to depend on what happens with majors and and whether or not they're going to stick with him, much like DC did with Ezra or not, and and decide where to go from there. If they don't, the the rumor is they'll pivot to Doctor Doom which I think mm -hmm. would be obviously a neat way for them to introduce the Fantastic Four as far as an overarching yeah. villain goes. But they've already named it the Kang Dynasty, even though the Kang Dynasty's director just left the projects. That movie could um, just be canceled. I mean, it's that simple, right? Uh, 
I think a lot of things are in flux right now, so we're we'll we'll see yeah. what happens. But yeah, yeah. Uh, while we're on the subject of Marvel, uh, <laughs> I, I do want to speak about the Marvels quickly because the Marvels came out last weekend, and uh, yeah, like Andre is saying, he liked the Marvels. Actually, is getting all right reviews. Like when you go to Rotten Tomato, the the audience score is actually high, whereas last time for Captain Marvel, the audience score was garbage. The critics were just raving about it. Now it's the opposite. The critics are hating this one. The audience is liking this one. The main problem is right now is that they're crashing at the box office. Like they're they're gonna lose money on this movie. For sure, at this point, they're going to lose money on this movie. Big budget movies like this usually make half of their budget back in the first week. They're nowhere close to that so far. So, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on at Marvel right now, but this I feel like this movie's getting the solo treatment. What do you guys think? I haven't seen it yet. Um, that's a hope for, honestly, probably after my last show. Uh, but I don't know. It looks... It looks like a lot of fun, mm -hmm. and it looks like it sh it's what a comic book movie should be. It should be fun. It should be interesting. It should have good character development, um, and the leads all bring some amazing energy to it, and I'm just really excited to see it. I, said, I don't have Jeff? a lot more to say about that. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to be as careful as I possibly can because I want to make sure that it's not because I think I think uh whoever said it, Andre said it best, is is the MCU is in a really awkward spot right now because they've they've had a few stinkers in a row, like Ant-Man Quantumania and then Thor Love and Thunder. So they've they've had a few, especially theatrical releases, and then Secret Invasion. Oh uh, so they've had a few things in a row that that really sort of turn the audience off from the product and of course everybody's talking about superhero fatigue and it's no secret that marvel sort of has a formula that they've been using right since 2008 to kind of crank out very similar movies over and over and over again and for 10 years that worked really really well and now i think audiences are kind of catching on to the fact that i'm just going to see the same movie over and over and over again so mm -hmm. uh i don't think a lot of the um a lot of the talk online a lot of the talk in regards to um, the overall, I don't know what you want to call it, political ramifications as far as, I don't know, the, the left versus the right, the woke agenda versus whatever. Like, I don't really think that has as much of an impact as people are thinking it does. Uh, look at Barbie. You know what I mean? I, I think you can still put out movies that have a message that have female stars and that people will go to see it if it's an enjoyable mm -hmm. film that people are into and like the concept. I think we're just getting to a point now with the Marvel stuff where it's been there, done that. If Unless you're going to really hit me with something that's really avant-garde, that's really going to capture my attention and that's really going to build out a good story with great characters, I think people are going to have kind of kind of caught on they're kind of like do i need to go see this can't i just wait for this to come on disney plus in 45 days and i'll just mm -hmm. watch it then that's the the vibe that i'm getting um i don't know about you guys but js where where are you in this whole thing yeah no i i i 100 agree with what you're saying um i think that if marvel feels creatively bankrupt uh, Marvel went through this phase, I want to say in like the mid 2000s in the comic books, 
right? Where they were having a hard time keeping comic books on the shelves, right? They would put a comic book out. Sorry. They were having a hard time selling comic books off the shelves. Uh, they were putting out titles and, and they were around for a couple issues and they were getting canceled. You know, actually, let's use Captain Marvel as an example. You know, Captain Marvel's been canceled once a year, every year. Like every book they put out, they cancel it a year later, right? So Marvel's been having a really, really hard time getting any kind of consistency in, in their comics. And it, it feels like that's bleeding into their movies. Now they're just putting out shit to put out shit, and, and it's lost its Joie thing. Yeah, it lost its thing, right? So, I don't know. There's a lot of people in the comments mentioning things like, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Myers Corp here mentioning uh, or talking about the trailers. Are the trailers, you know, killing our hypes for these movies? I don't know about that. Dean talking about streaming, streaming cutting into the movies that are in theaters. That I'll agree with because knowing the movie's just going to be available on streaming in like a month, I don't have any incentive to go see it in the theater anymore, right? Um, and Megan is talking about marketing. If it's well-marketed, Barbie was a cultural moment. And Marvel didn't figure out a way to have viral marketing for the film. I'll 100% agree with that. Barbie did a great, great, great job at marketing. And I, and, and I mean, it's Barbie, right? Let's be honest. It's, it's the biggest franchise in the world, but still they did a fantastic job of marketing and, and, and getting asses in those seats. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it still comes down to get it. Yeah. But not just getting asses in the seats, but getting, getting your target audience's asses in the seats. Yes. Right. Women came out in droves. People that identify as yeah. women in droves to watch Barbie. Not just because of the marketing, although the marketing was very, very important to that film, but that film resonated with women on a level that the Marvels doesn't seem to be. And I'm generalizing, and I'm only doing that based on the box office. They're just not going out to see it. That's 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 the bottom line. And that's who should be going to see that film. So, guys, if, if you want to support this film, get out and see the film. Mm -hmm. That target audience, that target demo, females 18 to 49, Go buy tickets to the Marvels and go watch the Marvels because it's important for you to do so so that we have more female-led superhero stuff in the future. If you guys aren't going to see it, the guys aren't going to see it, every one of you that bought a ticket to Barbie should be buying a ticket to the Marvels. And you're not, and it's causing an issue, and that's... I'm not browbeating you guys. I'm just saying... No, and you maybe that's not your thing, though, right? Like, if you don't want yeah. to go see it, like, nobody's going to twist your arm to go see it and no. spend your hard-earned money to go see a movie you don't have an interest in it. But I think the point you're trying to make is is for those type of movies to survive, if 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 nobody has an interest in those movies, they're not going to survive. I mean, it's that simple. You're not going right? to get them anymore. Yeah. Right. So, Stephanie, go ahead. Yeah. The the other thing with the Barbie movie, though, like, people who are just have a passing interest in Barbie, but every single time that I went into the theater, and you could pick out the people who are going to see the Barbie movie because they were dressed up. And I know that cosplayers have a tendency to do that and go see a show, but this was people who don't cosplay were going in pink in droves. And you could pick them out of a crowd. You knew exactly which ticket they were going to. And that's the thing that isn't really happening. You're not getting people who don't normally do this to come out mm -hmm. in, in full support like that. It's, it's yeah. just not happening. So yeah. they need to figure out a way to get that to happen in order to get more people to see it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, and and I feel like uh, you know what? 
we've we've talked about Barbie and Captain Marvel. Enough. <laughs> I think I think yeah, we're yeah, good. I know we're rapid you holding right now for sure. Yeah, we, I think again, we're good. Did, yeah. yeah, the decline of the MCU. We could have a whole podcast about, and we probably yeah. will. But we we'll, should. But yeah, you know, we'll, we'll. Uh, before we do move on, though, I do want to mention, guys. Um, there's a brand new stuff. There's brand new merch on the Geeks and Co site. That's right. Got a brand new merch drop. We've got a bunch of hoodies now available for the first time ever on our store. Guts and Geeks of Geeks and Co hoodies available. There's three different variations of Geeks and Co hoodie available. There's the classic Geeks and Co logo there's the square geeks and co logo and the brand new geeks and company <laughs> university department of cosplay where everybody's accepted so you can get these in t-shirts as well as hoodies and guys i'm running a promo between now and december 24th every dollar you get to spend or every dollar you spend on our store gets you an entry to win one of my mandalorian helmets that's right you can win either Ooh. armor bo-katan or din Jaren. now the din Jaren helmet's not quite done yet guys but you know uh you will be entered to win one of the helmets. So get your pick of which one you want. All you need to do is go pick something up on the Geeks and Co. store. Now, there's a bunch of stuff there. There's T-shirts. The classic Winston tees are still available as well. Uh, you can get some 3D printed stuff. I'm going to have more props and things available on the store as well. Hot guys, damn, that's a great promo. It is. And it sure is. Stoke for a GNC a University hoodie. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm loving that logo. Uh, Nada really also wants a University hoodie. Yeah, so you guys, you can get it in the hoodie. You can get it in the T-shirt. Uh, we should be doing hats. We're not doing hats yet, but I, I, I'm going to put We're not bug. doing hats yet. I'm putting a, I'm putting a bug in his um, ear that we're going to do hats. But yes, I still want lie. that GNC hoodie. That's good. That's good. The problem I've been having with hats is finding a proper hat. Yeah, no, no, that's uh, that's That's been my issue is finding a proper hat that I can get a regular supply of. This is why hoodies took so long to make is for the exact same reason is finding a good supply of hoodies that I could get regularly uh, without them going out of stock all the time. So hoodies are there. T-shirts are now there. Jamie's oh, saying hats are coming. Hats coming soon. You know, Jamie would know. Keep your she eyes open. The, she's the store goblin. She would know. Keep absolutely. your eyes open. So, That's right. So don't blah, forget, blah, blah, guys, we'll between one. now and December 24th, Every every dollar you spend, you get entered to win one of my custom Mandalorian helmets. The raffle will be in the new year. We'll figure out a time to do the raffle. Maybe we'll do it live on the podcast. The first podcast, first podcast of the new year. Do it live. We'll do the raffle live. How's that? Right. So right. guys, make sure you do that. Oh, and by the way, you like um, that? You like that store goblin? Yeah, that's that's the definitely store goblin. You are the store goblin. If you order this week or next week, actually, if you order before December first. You also get a free leather key tag in each order. So there Act you go. now, and you'll also receive a free leather key tag with every purchase. Go Geeks and Co. merchandise. You now need to make it. You know what? You need to make us a commercial, bud. <laughs> That's exactly what you need to do. You need to make us a commercial that we're going to play at the beginning of every uh, video from now on. Yeah, that doesn't sound super cheese at all, do you? Uh, hey, Stephanie. You do. Listen, you, you, I mean, we're, we're like 40 minutes into the show now, and we really haven't gotten to you or, you know, what you do. How about you, you start by telling us who you are and, and maybe how everybody tells us at first how you got into cosplay. All right. I'm uh, Stephanie. I am one of the owners of Red Moon Glassworks. We do um, custom edge glassware. I have, well, technically this is one of ours. It's hard to tell right now. It's actually a Ludology one, but um, which is the cafe that I'm in right now. Um, 
And I got started in cosplay back in 2003 when JM Fry there in the chat uh, dragged me to Fan Expo and she's like, you'll love it. Let's do a thing. And I went, okay. I, I had um, been costuming for a long time. Um, I'm a theater major. I did musical theater through high school, went into theater in university. I uh, was involved in the SCA, which is the Society for Creative Anachronism, which is um, the medieval society, and loved making things, loved costuming, had been sewing for years and years. And she's like, no, 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 this is cool. But you get to just like wear whatever you want, like anime or sci-fi or whatever. And I went, okay, let's do it. And uh, so I made soy uh, from Fushigi Yugi. That was my first costume. So anime from the early 2000s. Uh, and I believe Jess was Marimea from, was it Gundam Wing and Waltz? I think so. Sorry, not sorry. I know you are. Uh, and uh, we had uh, just a ton of fun and ended up meeting another one of my, my dear friends there. And that's, uh, dear God, it was 20 years ago now. And I'm still doing it. So what came first, the cosplay or the vending? Cosplay. Yeah. Cosplay. I started doing uh, the vending briefly in 2008 when I was making tiny little jewelry things that were not very good. Um, <laughs> but they, they were they were trash. Uh, the 2010, there was a small steampunk show uh, run by Adam Smith, which was an amazing show. It was this weird amalgamation of in a hotel. And we were all running... Uh, the vendors each ran their booth out of their hotel room. And it was like a whole con floor. And I had started making the etched glassware because at the time I was broke and uh, uh, taking a sabbatical from teaching and uh, going back to do my master's. And I needed a housewarming present for friends. And I found this glass etching kit at Michael. So I went, Sure, I'll do that. Made some housewarming gifts. So I went, you know what? I could probably sell some of these. Made a brief, tiny run, and they sold. I'm like, okay, well, let's let's bring these to Fan Expo a couple of months later, and then we sold everything. And I went, okay, okay, we're we're doing this now, and and I've been selling glassware since 2010. And how many? All, right? Sorry, go ahead, Jess. Yeah, I was just curious. Is this all laser etched? Is that is that how you work? We started with chemical etching. Uh, then we built ourselves a standing up etching machine. And we did it in the house once and only once. And then brought it outside because then we had sand everywhere. Uh, then we upgraded that machine. And then we finally upgraded to laser. So you're doing laser yeah. now? Doing laser now, yeah. So none yeah, of this stuff comes pre-etched. Like you guys are etching, you guys are buying the base materials and then you guys are yeah. etching every single piece that you're selling. Every single piece, yeah. And how many shows, because we were joking about it on the podcast throughout, do you know how many shows Red Moon Glassworks was at for 2023? Lots. Um, yeah, yes. sure was lots, wasn't it? Because it seemed every week you had something on the go that mm. weekend. It was, it's, it's been lost. It's probably close to 20. Uh, wow. I, there were a couple that I was supposed to do. didn't end up doing. Then I added in another one kind of unexpectedly. So it's close to 20 somewhere around there. 
I know Mental. that September was nuts. I had a show actually between August and October. I think I had six shows. Oof. It's like mid, actually mid August to the end of September was six shows. And you guys travel the country. Like you're yeah. not just doing local Southwestern Ontario stuff. Like you guys are like, you did Edmonton, right? Yeah, we did. We have done Calgary. We have done Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, uh, Regina, Winnipeg. Um, oh, most of the shows in Ontario. Uh, we did Montreal. We did Quebec for the first time this year. In the past, we have also done Halcon. Um, uh, what's the what? Anna Maritime in New Brunswick. And I did um, one in St. John's as wow. well. That's... Weren't you in Ottawa as well this year? Oh, yeah. Ottawa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Um, do Ottawa do the most of the Toronto shows? Um, okay. But like, uh, this isn't your full-time gig, though, right? Nope. So this is where it gets bonkers for me. So this is like, for most people, that would be what they do. This is not even what you do. This is like your fucking side hustle, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, I am a teacher. I'm a full-time teacher. I oh, teach wow. uh, music in French. So I teach at an immersion school. How, what? How did you <laughs> not like Loki since it's all about time travel and management? Clearly, uh, how do you even have the time to sit here with us right now? Like that's bananas. Oh, I, yeah, I don't sleep. I don't know. Uh, yeah, clearly. It, it's, 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 you know, uh, so if I could have it removed, I would. But on top of all that, which is already fucking crazy, you also cosplay on top of all yeah. that, and yeah. you're involved in a cafe. Uh, yeah. So before we get to the cosplay, give us some dirt on the cafe. Is that where you are right now? I am. I am in the basement. Uh, we have. Um, it's a, actually technically a three-story building, but the main part is uh, it's Ludology Boarding Cafe. And uh, we've got a full menu. Uh, it's licensed. Um, we do local craft beers, ciders, and wines and stuff. Um, cocktail game is out of this world. Jeremy, our bartender, is awesome. Um, food is fantastic. Uh, and we have over 650 board games to play for $5 per person. And where right. is that? It is in St. Catharines mm -hmm. in Niagara region. And what's your, you're just a manager? You're a part like, what's your involvement in it? Uh I'm a manager. Uh, I do the administration for it. Uh, partial owner. I have um, some stock in this. And uh, I just kind of make sure that things are running. I've done every single job in this building. So you have skin in the game in Red Moon Glassworks. And then you have skin in the game in Ludology. Is that what it is? Yeah. And you work full time as a teacher. Get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you, are you three people? That's, there's no way. There's no way there's enough time in any single day, let alone a week, for you to do all that. And you cosplay. Yeah. Uh, the cosplay has honestly taken a back seat in the last, uh, well, especially since we opened the cafe um, right. in the last five, six years. So, well, you it say has that, been a lot. But the last time I saw you, yeah, you were in cosplay. The last time yeah. I saw you was at the Renaissance Fair with oh. my whole geeky giant Star Trek group, and you were definitely yeah. rocking some medieval wear. So clearly you are, and you were not vending at that show, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So you just came out 
for the enjoyment of coming out to the Ren Fair. Now you were with the SGA, so clearly, I mean, I'm assuming there's a bit of a passion for that style of that type yeah. of event type of thing, right? Oh no, I love it. It's so much fun. Um, it's honestly the first Ren Fair I've been to in well over a decade, so it was nice to just get out and not be working for once, because I think that's the first time I've not been working the show in at least 10 years. So it's kind of uh, nice. Crystal's asking, sorry, where it was this place in Niagara? I missed it serving a client. It's in St. Catharines. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, what's the SGA? Uh, the, the SDA, the Society SDA, for Creative right. Anachronism. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the Medieval Society. You, when you go to the con, sometimes you'll see the guys, they're in full armor and they're essentially yeah. like almost LARPing each other. That's that's the SCA in a lot of mm. cases. So, yeah. Yeah. I see. Uh, yeah. So the place in Niagara, it's, uh, it's a board game cafe. Yeah. Fully licensed yeah. food menu, the whole nine yards. Definitely check it yeah. out. I live in St. Kitts. There you go. So you can play board yeah. games there. You can get a drink. You can get there some lovely craft beers, which I'm a fan of. You can get some food. Yeah. Uh, it's right downtown. Right there. Boom. Just like awesome. that. 52 Yay. at Paul Street. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's St. Paul. St. Paul. Is that what it is? St. Paul yeah, Street. There Saint you Paul go. St. Catherine. I've walked by it before. There you go. Well, Natasha, you're old enough. You should get in there. I know you don't So you're look saying old uh, cosplay has taken a back seat, but I mean, you know, Jeff clearly saw you at the Ren Fair. We saw you at Fan Expo uh, in cosplay as was it Fan Expo? Or was it London? I can't remember now. It was Fan Expo. I, I couldn't get Expo. up to London. You didn't go to it, so it was Fan Expo. Yeah, uh, it was uh, Grape and Wine down here, so I was yeah. stuck at the cafe. Actually, you were in cosplay at Toronto Comic Con as well. Yeah. Yeah, so you mean you're clearly still cosplaying. Yeah, the trick is uh, that I'm not making my own stuff a lot of times anymore. Yeah, okay, I used to make enough. stuff just from scratch, mm -hmm. um, and, and now I'm realizing that with the backlog of things that I have in my closet, including all the stuff from theater and in the productions I've been in and, and just generally being a, a weird nerd who likes clothes. Uh, I have so many things that I can just closet cosplay with. And it's amazing. So the, the stuff that I was wearing at the red fair, that's just all stuff I pulled from my closet. It's just what I had around. I do remember you freezing your took us off at forest city comic con. Oh, it was so cold. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, uh, Steph's booth was literally right beside where the cosplay registration table was. And so I was there. And I think you did Velma that day. Yeah. And you definitely had regrets because they oh, had yeah. cranked the environmentals up there to like 11. Like, even I was in Witcher and even I was cold. You looked frozen. That was so cold. But you were like, no, nope, oh. we suffer for the arts. I'm vending and I'm cosplaying. Sounds like somebody needs a Geeks Go hoodie. <laughs> you know, on my list. Act now, you'll also receive. <laughs> uh, any pics of Stephanie's cosplays? Well, 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 well. Uh, look I, at Dean, master of segues. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, okay, you know what? You 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 go on, and I'll. I'll uh, Christmas asking with the business here. Can you just go for drinks? I'm going with a cosplay friend Saturday night. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yep. Um, beers, fine ciders, but honestly, the cocktails are nuts. Uh, right now we have a smoked apple old fashioned, which is just, it's beautiful. Old fashioned it's is really nice. my favorite cocktail. There's no question there. So Unka JS, can you please say hi to Harrison? All he's saying is hi, Unka. Hi, Unka. Hi, Unka. Hi, Harrison. <laughs> All right. That's the only wholesome moment you fuckers are getting out of this podcast. All right. That's it. 
That's all we're doing. So you used to make your own cosplays, which again, uh, I yeah. think we can all uh, have a complete lack of surprise with that based on everything else that you've done to this point. And you've said that's kind of taking the backseat. Are you just buying stuff now? Like you mentioned closet cosplay. Are you commissioning other people to do it? Like how are you still finding ways to cosplay with all of your busy scheduling stuff? A lot of it is thrifted. Um, so Velma completely thrift, actually the tag top I bought at Walmart, but like all thrifted. Um, most of my stuff is, uh, the corsets I will buy online because I have made my own corsets before with a spiral steel boning. It's a pain in the ass. Um, so I, if I can buy it at a reasonable price, um, I did. And I, there was, there happened to be a, a really good sale, like a three for one. So I just bought a couple actually my next work build that I'm doing where I'm actually sewing something for once features one of those corsets. So nice. Uh, so now I'm going to ask you the series of cliche questions that we ask every single cosplayer because we have to, otherwise we'll get lynched for it. So favorite cosplay. I know you've been doing uh, it for 20 years, so that's probably going to be difficult to pinpoint, but give it a shot. It doesn't uh, necessarily, it can even just be one that you feel the best in one that you had the best experience with, like whatever would make something your favorite. Zatanna. She's my girl. I love it. Mm -hmm. I have Zatanna. Zatanna. That's when you joined so us fun. at Toronto Comic Con. I think that's what you joined us in, right? Yeah, and funny yeah. enough, I don't, I don't have a picture on hand. You didn't, you didn't send me a picture of Zatanna. Okay, hang on. I've got some what? of those. Let me go grab one. This is oh, not it should be in the file. Okay. I didn't know. We, we usually have producer Jen in the background doing all this all this stuff for us, and we don't have her right now, so we're just kind of having to wing it. And by we, I mean JS. Uh, so, And we'll just give him as much time as we need uh dream cosplay do you have one that you've always wanted to do that you've never really been able to pull off or might be in the works yeah. for the future oh look at you right away this is good oh god yeah okay so i don't know if you remember the movie legends from like the early 80s yes okay um dark lily are you kidding me so the the black dress where it's like cut down to her navel and it's got this high high collar and it's just like her, her evil version of herself yeah yeah that that one very cool i don't know how to make it do the structural nonsense that it has to do to make that work but that is absolutely on my radar you just got to find somebody to do the tim curry part with the giant horns and the <laughs> that'd be so cool that was a very very good movie very very early tom cruise film and probably didn't quite get it was a genre film that kind of got maybe overshadowed by some other films that kind of came out in a similar time frame you know like you know, never story and labyrinth and stuff yeah so but i really really enjoyed legend mostly for tim curry but yeah i do mia sarah no yeah. the actress's name yeah yeah the girl from yeah. ferris bueller's day off right jam you've got to write it yeah marco would do it actually he probably could there you go i have a friend uh my roommate actually there you go oh that means i've got a lot of body paint that i still we suffer for the art and yeah. now you just you've already mentioned a future project so whatever beans you can spill for future cosplay stuff and then if you have yeah. any future sort of uh business things in the work that you want to kind of sprinkle out there we'll get you to mm -hmm. say that too but we're still on the on the pot the cosplay side of things what do you have coming up as far as cosplays go uh i'm working on enchantress uh from the thor comics from the thor comics yeah, well, more inspired by like um, the Earth's Mightiest Heroes uh, cartoon. 
Yeah. It's, it's just, she's so much fun. She's so awful. I love her so much. Um, but it's just got Spill the, the uh, Spill the melon, says Victoria, by all means. You, you know what? Yeah, they, they will be yeah. in this course. Head, so there you go. Uh, of course, yeah, it's just, sure. the, the issue with the, that I'm having right now is the, um, the Chiara thing. Yeah. yeah. Cause I've, yeah, I've that's got what I was a little piece. That the one you're doing, the red, the red tiara horn things. Well, it's it's because she's, she's all green, green, yeah. uh, and with like isn't she red almost in, everything in else. Earth Mightiest Heroes? Maybe eventually. I know that she's she started in her green stuff. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Victoria always comes fun. through with the melons. She does, in fact, always come through with yes, the melons. Yes. You know, say, I uh, for some reason I can't find a picture of your enchantress, and you didn't upload one. Zatanna, older that Ed. you uploaded me. You mean your Zatanna? Uh, your Zatanna. Sorry, that's okay. Let's let's oh, let's put so pictures up of her cosplays though while we're uh, while we're talking here, doing the Lord's work. Settle down. Yeah, that was. Uh, I put that on my notes on Instagram. By the way, I put settle down, and I got a lot of reactions from that. People were, were like, "No, I will not, sir." I'm like, uh, "It's it's it's a live <laughs> show." I just started. I just started watching Shorzy for any of my hockey. Yeah, I just started watching Shorzy, and I shut fucking up, Shorzy. love it. Fuck it's you, not Shorzy. shut up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Shorzy, no, it's but, it's great. Know. And one of the characters on Shorzy, he's always said he's like, settle down. So that's why I put it on the my my notes on my whatever. And people, for those like, who don't know what Shorzy is, Shorzy is a spinoff of Letterkenny. Yes, all the, the hockey, same actors. Hockey uh, uh, it's yeah, fantastic. it's based on the hockey players, the two yeah. the two douchebag hockey players. It's yeah. their hockey league. Nice. Yeah. And the main character also from Letterkenny also plays the referee, Shorzy. Right. <laughs> it's just Shorzy had no right being that adorable. I know, right? Especially like I just watched the this the season one season finale, and when they turn the jersey around and it's got the C on it and he starts to cry, I was howling. I'm sitting at my computer with headphones on, howling like a loon. Yeah, I, I am enjoying it. Anyways, back to our guest. Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to like you know. Yes. We need to talk about this for a second. Is that Dean? It sure is. Are you yeah. deaning it up there? I sure am. <laughs> Deeny, Dean, Dean. Did you, is that a wig? Yep. How did you get all of that under that? It's a lot of uh, two braids. Um, best way I can describe the style is um, Princess Leia on Hawk, where she's got two braids wrapped around her head like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. pins. Okay. Then wig cap, oh, then that spin on. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much yeah, how much yeah, pie yeah. did you have that day? So much pie. There was also that was at Ad Astra. Uh, the last Ad Astra I was at. And we had oh god, we had so much fun in that hotel room. Uh we just we just partied. Uh, but there was also karaoke that night. And you bet that I absolutely sang carry on my way was on. Nice. Now, I, now, I am not a supernatural guy, and I know when I say that, people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I just never got into the show when it was on. But, I mean, at least I know that that's Dean, and he loves pie. So I'm not completely ignorant, guys, when it comes to supernatural. So uh, any future business plans, now that we're kind of chatting about that as well, now that we talked about the future cosplay plans, is there anything coming up business-wise that we should be made aware of while JS brings up any other? Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking at yeah. diversifying what we are doing. Um because the glassware is great and it's great, but um, we're we've been working on some 3D print stuff that is um, wearable. 
these, these are brand new. These, these haven't been actually seen yet because I'm still prototyping them. Um, they're little uh, shoulder puppets. So it's got a little, um, uh, what's the word? Hydraulic kind of a thing where it twists and the, the head will move. Uh, so I'm work I've got a dragon on the way and I'm working on a series of cryptids and they're just going to be super cute. And that's what I'm excited about next. So that's going to be in the late spring. So that'll be something that you'll have live at the booth. Like you'll add that onto your current product line. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah we've been expanding the Oh, heck. I know what this is because I was a massive fan of the show. Uh, we had another hexadecimal at Fan Expo with a digital face this year, which was really cool. I'm yeah, assuming you cool. were a reboot fan. So much, yes. Yeah, I I love you hexadecimal. This is I'm a cosplay one. I got no dog in this fight. I got no. Skinny. You didn't like? You didn't watch reboot? I, I, yeah, I just didn't watch it. It just never came across uh, my radar. So. Yeah, what made you decide you want to do? Uh, well, I mean, clearly your own version of of Hex. Uh, this one was actually a uh, was it? I think it was just a challenge during the COVID lockdowns uh, when I had nothing to do, and it was super bored. And there are a lot of I had just random things. I had these masks for a, a previous hexadecimal cosplay that I don't actually have any pictures of anymore, um, where it was with that headdress. And they, all the masks actually, um, they're magnetic. So you can lock them into each other and you can take them off. And so they'll, you, I can have a stack of like six. And the, the main one is just staying on. So oh, it's, okay. it's a lot of fun. I like the one with like all the teeth. It's just evil and yeah, amazing. She's so much fun. Now I'm sorry, folks. I'm I'm, I'm having to unshare and reshare because Maybe there's a bunch of different folders much. here. Um, but I, I, I slay is good. We like slaying. Slaying is awesome. And here we go. Now, I mean, I know what this is, even though I've never actually seen the Hocus Pocus movie. And producer Jen made fun. Or was it her sister? Somebody made They're fun of me last person. weekend. They share the same brain. Yeah. Uh, uh, somebody made fun of me last weekend because I'd never seen Hocus Pocus. Uh, but tell us a little bit about this. Okay. So this was, um, this was my Halloween costume this year. And um, I was planning on doing something completely different. And then my students went, no, 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 madame, madame, you need, you need to do this. And I'm like, okay, okay, fine. So I, this, this was one that I bought just wholesale. Um, Oh, really? Except the, the, ne the necklaces, uh, I made that one. Um, and then put this up into that. So that was just fun. Can we go back to the previous picture? Man, them crazy eyes, boy. I tell you what. Yeah. Kids? I love Bette Midler so much. You can't fake that crazy. That's, that's, I think we're getting a, a glimpse into her soul right there. Boy, that's. And that's dealing with 550 kids on a regular basis. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's channeling that inner crazy right there, boy. That's. <laughs> hey, look at that. That is definitely damaging my calm. That's for sure. I've actually <laughs> found Zatanna. Hey. So that was this Thank year you. as well. That was uh, this year for Fan Expo. Now, you, you, this is this wasn't the first time you wore this cosplay. You've done this for a little bit now. A while. 
yeah. Um, this is another version of it. I have two tailcoats now, uh, a couple different shirts. Um, sometimes I just wear the overbust corset uh, with the bow tie. Um, I have four different top hats now. Uh, two of them are seasonal. One's a Halloween one with like spiderweb netting, and the other one's a Christmas one. Um, sometimes I use the color of the corset. Sometimes I do gloves. The shoes are always different. Um, but the the one uh, tailcoat that I have is actually from a full three-piece suit that is um, vintage from the '60s that I found at Exile in uh, in in Kensington. Does it smell like the '60s? No, no, they they, <laughs> they take care of it. It's all I good. Just, I always love uh, a Zatanna cosplay because it's it's instantly recognizable. She's a fantastic character from if you're a DC person, she's a fantastic character. But it's one of those ones where it's instantly recognizable as to what you're doing. But it's one of those ones I feel like almost anybody can can put together relatively quote unquote easily like there's not a huge level of build it's 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 like you it's almost like a thrifting type scenario if you can get the right pieces and parts to put together and almost anybody can pull off a zatanna and make it look good i mean you're obviously pulling it off and making it look great there too but i just love that cosplay for people because it's almost like an inch like anybody could do zatanna like if you wanted to get into cosplay this would be a good one for you to start off with because it's achievable. Like you don't have to be an yeah. expert crafts person. You you could be Katana with a, a nice blouse, a top coat, and a and a hat, and and maybe a wand and, and some fishnets, right? Like it's yeah yeah. Anybody can rock the fishnets. Perfect. Just mm -hmm. go. Just jump for it. Yep. Yep. I agree. <laughs> yep. We approve. Here's the 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 Velma that Jeff was talking about earlier. Now we got to see the Scooby Van at uh, London Comic Con, but where well, at least she's wearing a sweater for this one because you she was not wearing a sweater at Four City. Unfortunately, at Four City she had a tank top on, and she was a, a frozen popsicle for there. Yep that that was at uh, Niagara Falls Comic Con a couple years ago. Yeah, that was fun. The links. Like hey, Scooby with the mystery machine. Yep. That must have been the same the, one we saw. That's got to be the one that was at London. Yeah, I would yeah. assume. Yeah, it looks very, very similar too. Like the inside, yeah, especially, looks very, very sure similar it is. too. Yeah, yeah. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to bring up uh, one quick last one here. Um, let me see if I can bring it up here. <laughs> I mean, this is one of my favorite properties of all time. What's and wrong? We with don't you? see a lot of Danas at the shows. We see a lot uh, of Ghostbusters. We don't see a ton of Danas. I, 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 there is no Dana, only Zool. Only Zool. You're right. You're right. And yeah. this is her as Zool. Let's as be fair. Zool. Right? Yeah. She is the gatekeeper. Yeah, She's looking for the keymaster. That's for sure. There was a lot of gold. Shiny. A lot of gold. So much gold. Did, did everyone, like, where did you wear this? Uh, my house. This was just not like being Zool that day. If I just take some pictures, one to channel my inner demon. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta let it out. Oh, a lot yeah. more fun that way. Saves it it like fun. I feel like that's definitely something, especially with the sort of the resurgence of Ghostbusters. I think this is definitely something that you should bring to an event at some point in the near future, For especially sure. yeah, if you get I, a chance to should. team up with. Some some of the Ghostbusters groups, there's like three or four of them now that kind of that kind of go from con to con to con. So, yeah, yeah, this looks. Yeah, I should, I should get that absolutely out again. Stunning. Oh my god, agreed. Yeah, it, it's definitely like now. Is this just a curtain you've draped on yourself for the the sake of the photos, or did you actually put a dress together for this? This was actually it, it bought the fabric specifically to make this. 
and then I didn't make it. So this is strategic pitting to be what it would be when I make it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. We uh, we've so all been just there. The fabric wrapped around you, basically yeah. attached and like toga you know, style. Yeah. Take yeah. a picture yeah. where that looks right, and yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. Glam. Yeah. No, we don't. Uh, yeah. 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 For sure. We've all been there as far as that goes. But yeah, this, this, you get definitely got to bring that out to a con for sure. Yeah. 100%. That's do, do you have any other shows for the rest of the year or are you done now for this year? I am going to the guest market at uh, London in a week yep. and a bit. Uh, uh, 10, days. And, 10 days out. Whew, okay. Yep. I'll yep. get on production. I guess six, pretty sure. So that's 10 days out. Yep. Yep. Um, are you doing the the Garden City Con in St. Catharines? Is that one you guys are doing or no? Uh, no, actually, because I'm in uh, Montreal that weekend. Ah, so uh, there's a Montreal Mini Con that we're going to. Okay, so that's the one we're doing. Nice. Yeah, that and that will be the last one of the year. Two shows left to go, like the Montreal and the London shows, and then that's it. And then that's it until February. And, and then, then are, I'm, you going uh, to, are you going to both of those shows? I am going to. I'm definitely going to be going to London and I'm trying to figure out whether I'm doing the Montreal one gotcha. kind of up in the air right now. That's fair. Uh, just because school, things like that. No, um, but yeah, the next one after that is uh, family day weekend. That's fan expo Vancouver. It'd be nice to have like two and a half months off. Oof. Sorry. When is that again? Family that day is mid February. Yeah. In February. February. Yeah, no, it's too soon for me, man. March no. Comic Con feels like it's too soon. Like yeah. I have so many cosplays in the works, and I barely started any of them. And I and I only have, and I'm looking at the clock even now. I'm like, well, I got five months. That yeah. doesn't seem like enough time. Four months? Mm, Not no. even? No, four months. Four uh, months. Christ. Yeah. Well. So uh, yeah, because it's early March. Yeah. Yeah. Almost four months to the day. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I think yeah, I think it's yeah, the 15th. You had to burst my bubble. I know, man. I was in a good uh, mood now. Now I'm you're now you're pissing me off. Brother, we gotta <laughs> get there. Yeah. Which, by the way, reminds me, um, December 2nd, uh, we're trying to put together a Cosmos in the District, um, like we did last year, where we're going to Cosmify our cosplays, and we're just going to go do the Christmas market. We're going to meet up, we're going to take some pictures, we're going to wreak havoc in the Christmas market. The nice thing is if we can get there before 4 p.m., it's free to get in. And let's be honest, if we want to get some pictures, we got to do it during the day. So the plan is, is to go to the Christmas market from 3 to 5, meet up, take some pictures, do our thing. The ones that want to go after that can go home. The ones that want to stay, you know, grab some food, a little bit of booze. We're going to do the Christmas market at night. Same thing. Take some pictures of the people, just have fun and hang out. So guys, if you're interested in doing the Christmas market with us, December 2nd from three to five, let me know, shoot me a quick message to let me know that you're interested. And then, yeah, if we have enough people then let's, let's do this. I think, uh, I've already messaged a bunch of people, and uh, uh, it sounds like there's a lot of people interested in doing it. Uh, Steph, mention your thesis. Yep. So um, back uh, when I just started doing the shows more uh, with the glass bar, I uh, took some time off of teaching and did my uh, master's in theater, uh, theater at York. And I wrote my thesis on cosplay and the performance of identity. That was a lot of fun. Sorry, you're doing it on what you did. Sorry, say it again. I, I wrote my thesis on cosplay and the performance of identity. Oh, okay. It was a fun ethnographic study, so I got to uh, interview a lot of cosplayers, and um, 
if I had the chance to rewrite it, I absolutely would because that was more than 10 years ago. We have more information about, um, more available information about uh, gender identity and things like that that is a little dated right now. So I would absolutely revisit that section. Um, but mostly it looks at uh, cosplay as a space where one can pause and actually explore things that they wouldn't normally explore in their daily life. Uh, looked at cosplay as guerrilla theater, and um, and, and especially as um, very performative ideas of what it is to be uh, a man, a woman, or anywhere in between on stage uh, and off stage, because it's a lot of hallway cosplay at shows too. It's true. Yeah, it's and I mean, they call it the cosplay the for a reason, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. you're putting yourself out Costume there every play. single time you do it, right? So yeah, exactly. Oh, that is uh, yeah. Victoria saying that's fascinating, and it really is. Um, so, so the thesis is written and been handed in, and and, and are you done your master's oh, now, yeah. or yeah? Oh yeah, like like over a decade ago now. So that's oh, I see. I'm a master. I see. Yeah. I see. You're a master. I am. I mean, you're a master cosplayer now, and you've written a thesis on cosplay. I mean, yeah. I and I mean, I also am a master cosplayer master. as well because I, I won, we won best in show at the master level in, I want to say 2008. It could be 2009. I don't remember what we did that as the, the X gentleman, which is like a steampunk take on the X Men. So that nice. was fun. Very cool. Um, where can people find your stuff? Like if they want to buy. Your, your your last work stuff or anything else that you have going on where where do people get any of the stuff uh the easiest way to get it is uh through instagram at red moon glassworks um or you could email us redmoonglassworks at gmail and uh the we do have a website but it is a uh, bit a little bit heavy they've increased the fees a lot for the fact that i have 250 designs i wasn't going to individually for each design so it's just honestly easier to message me on on instagram mm -hmm. now you also have a new instagram account dedicated to your cosplay if i'm not mistaken do you want to share that yeah. with the folks at home yeah it's uh red tourmaline cosplay and i'm just putting them some things up there it's stuff that has not seen the light of day in a very long time some of these are um pictures of actual physical pictures like back when i used to develop film uh, and had to re-digitize. So there's a lot of stuff that hasn't really been up on the internet before. So that's fun. Pictures of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> We've all I have a lot of pictures of pictures from yeah. like old pictures. Yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of those. Hi, we're old. How you doing? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> you know. They call it cosplay over 40, but I mean... In Jeff's case, it'll be costly over 50. Hey, 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 hey. I'm so, right here. Uh, <laughs> so. I'm right here. What are you doing? <laughs> wow. You know, oh, I, I haven't seen you. You know, you've been, it's like, it's like you've been away for too long, but like, you know, no, is that what it is? You go a week without me, and suddenly it's, yeah, I see how it is. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you wrap this up there, uh, JS? 
Well, I mean, I think that's really it. I mean, Jeff, do you have anything else going on? You got nothing for the rest of the year. Well, I mean, you got a bunch of stuff. You always have shit going on. <laughs> no, no, believe it or not, I've, I've really made sure that I don't. I mean, the geeky holiday market's coming up. That was Stephanie was mentioned. That's on the 26th. That's literally in 10 days. I'm going to go out for that, but I'm not like involved. I'm just going to be like the 5 0 with the melons. Nice. It's good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to go out and, and participate in that. And then there's a couple of like little things. I've got a gig with a school, I've got another gig with a Santa Claus parade, but none of them are like, big things right they're all local they're all one off easy couple hours here and there mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. no dude it's time to like wind down and settle down uh do everyone a favor though if it sounds like you have most of this cosmos thing planned but i've not seen anything in any of your accounts or the geeks and go like start promoting that if you want people to come out yeah for that, for so sure. the decision was really just made this week right so okay. Okay. i wanted to announce it here yeah i'm gonna yeah. be putting some some uh, material together to advertise this yeah let thanks, everybody Nina. know Hey, hey, leave uh, us old folks alone. And Natasha, Jeff is not old. He's aging like fine wine. Well, thank you, Natasha. I, I mean, that. is that how that works? That is, in fact, how that works. Really? The finest of wines. Dude, the you're like two years. I love how you're like acting like you're like 30. All right. So, guys, you're I like, think that's yeah. going to be it <laughs> for this week, folks. Uh, thanks for watching. Make sure you click that like and subscribe button, guys. It really, really helps us out. It really is completely free. It lets YouTube know that like this content and, and and it'll propagate it to the rest of the world same thing if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform click the follow button let those podcast uh, platforms know that you like what you're well, in the podcast terms hearing but i think that is going to be it for this week everybody make sure you stay geeky hang on thank oh, you actually, stephanie, stephanie. Yeah, thank Thanks. you very much. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, this is something that we were kind of like ships crossing, so we finally got you on. I'm glad we could kick your brain about cosplay and vending mm -hmm. and, and everything in between to get your opinions on all of this geek news. So please come on again. We'd love to have you on again, and, and yes. of course we, we we want to see you at the I, next uh, the next thing that we're all at. So I want to know what you I'd think love to when be there. Finish lower decks. Get back to me yeah. when you finish lower decks. Yes, will do. Mm. Oh, that free time she has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coming up. It's exactly. coming up. December. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. do you even? How do you even have time to watch TV? I yeah, don't I don't know. even. Like, it yeah. makes no sense. I mean, I, oh, I, I do it uh, while I make the glass. So yeah, it's we uh, have a really big like sixty-five inch in the uh, in the workshop. So while I'm making the glass, that's how I watch stuff now. Oh, there you go. That works. Nice. Yeah. yeah TV in the in, in the workshop. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, I yeah. Need to put you back it up in my workshop. That's what I need to do. All right, Jordan saying great episode. Thanks, Jordan. Guys, thanks for listening in. Say geeky. We'll see you next week. Oh, next week? Who's on next week? Do you know who's on next week? No. You don't know who's on next week. Nobody tells me Ooh, nothing. We got a first timer again next week. I'm going to leave you guys hanging. We'll see you then. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Geek Geek Podcast. Like always, if you prefer to listen to us, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Now make sure you don't forget to click that like and subscribe button as well as the notification bell to make sure you never miss anything.